Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following program includes the opinions of Cog News and those of the Coglin participants. It does not reflect the views of our sponsors. From the pages of Kong News at Kong.News, and from the headquarters of Kong News at Broadway and Central in Northeast Minneapolis, welcome to Kong News Weekend, your alternative Sunday show for March 31st through April 2nd, 2023. I'm Jim Peters. I'm the editor-in-chief of Kong News. Sitting to my right around the big broadcast table is the original gangster Kong News contributor, Tim Conaway. I'm here and I'm ready. And also running for president, yes. presidential candidate, ConawayForPres.com. We'll mention that later. Got to spell it out. And joining us from his office in Joplin, Missouri, Larry Newman. Hi, Larry. Hello. How you doing? Larry, Larry was smoking a giant cigar. We got we got Larry on the face-to-face. We're using the horn here for our internal, just so we can see each other. It just helps with the delay and also it helps with the sound. Because, I mean, I keep telling you this, we're never going to be, there's too many people involved in this that don't want this on television. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's never going to, we're never going to end up on the video, on this show anyway. So, at any rate, Jennifer Gabani from collegefix.com is supposed to be joining us. She's not signed in yet. Hopefully she will. Guys, I don't have any um, announcements today. I don't have any um, um uh, uh, you know yeah. awards. You know um, uh, the um, participation trophies because because I want to I want to talk to you and I'm glad you're here, Tim. All because right. this is a part where Larry and I are going to listen because Larry's a very good looking man, but he is not. As far as I know, you've not been involved in journalism, have you, Larry? No, sir, I have not. <laughs> He's got the cigar <laughs> back going. Oh, he looks good though, man. You do. Now the thing is, now you got to you got to do the thing. Where you got to fill the screen with smoke like you did before. I didn't, couldn't even see you. <laughs> oh god, which is great for you people listening to your cars, isn't it? You can't see a goddamn thing. Yeah. Uh, Larry's been beset by journalists, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Yeah, with Larry, Larry, oh, yeah. in his various jobs, I'm sure you have. That's true. But here's yes, the, I have. so so. Tim, I want to talk about this whole thing, the shooting in Nashville. I don't want to talk about the shooting itself. I'm watching Gutfeld last night, and he starts his monologue. So we're taping this on Thursday afternoon, so this will be Wednesday night. And he's talking about the fact that the AP has done a very detailed study where they have concluded that sh- that the extensive media coverage that these sh- school shootings do very definitely contributes to more people doing them. They said it's one, a 100% certainty. Well, I mean, that's, that just makes sense, uh, but that doesn't mean it shouldn't be covered or they can't be covered. No, but my, my, my question is maybe it needs to be covered a different way. Well, you gotta, the best way to cover it, and I uh, was watching News Nation. Actually, my wife was watching News Nation, surprised me, uh, and 
the other night, and you know, some of this came on. The best way to cover it is to get factual information from authorities uh, who, you know, who are in a position to give you the, the right information and to disseminate that information. That's the best way to do it. Um, there is no other way. And when more information comes out, you do more on it. The problem with these so-called 24-hour news channels is instead of giving you 24 hours worth of news, they give you the same news over and over again. And that is my point. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So that that's the, you know, they, they blow it up and they keep harping on it and keep harping on it. Uh, and they have nothing new to say. Yeah, give, it, give us the details, and when you don't have anything new to say, turn to another news story. And if you have the resources of Fox and NBC and, and CBS and, and uh, these other outlets, then there are other stories out there, have people out there doing it. You don't need a talking head between the camera and the news. You just need somebody with a camera who can get facts, who knows who to talk to. Don't, you know, talk to the police chief. Don't talk to somebody's mom. Uh, Thank you. This is right. th- this is my point. This is the reason I brought this up. Because you're absolutely right. First of all, it is news. You do have to report it. Mm-hmm. And and um, But on the other hand, if you've got nothing new to say, why, it's the, the constant repetition that brings importance to these events that are – I'll be perfectly blunt that are that are basically uh, it's undue importance compared to the, the, what they're what's actually happened. Okay. All right, so so somebody in Nashville killed a bunch of kids, right? That's terrible. All right, so and now we know about it. But there's so much more shit we need to know to actually run our lives. Like like a lot of the political stuff we talk about is important because it could have a bearing on your actually your personal liberty or your job or whatever. The fact that somebody in Nashville shot a bunch of kids really doesn't. In other words, it's new. My point is, it's news, but I don't know if the emphasis should be put on this. Right. You know? Well, yeah, it's it's you know, too much time on that, and and again, there's there's things they could be reporting about Biden and his Chinese connections that uh, you know half the media won't even touch. Uh, they're uh, Im- important. Things going on militarily around the world, not with just with the U.S., but with other uh, militaries. Uh, there are important business developments happening. There are court cases going on here and there that it might be a local case, but there might be some precedent um, in it that's important uh, judicially. But these people sit in rooms in New York and Los Angeles uh, and they gather news off the internet. They uh, they don't get off their butts and go out and find the news, and they don't uh, have like stringers everywhere who could be photographing stuff and asking questions and sending it back to the newsroom. That's how you get a lot of news. Not sitting in a cubicle uh, in New York and then handing you know writing something up that. Somebody sits at a teleprompter and reads that because they can only fill so much time with any of these stories. Larry, the, you have any the thoughts? Bal- the balloons were another thing I just wanted to throw out there. Hold on, hold on. What, what, what do you mean about, well, the, about well, the, the balloons? The balloon, the 
Chinese balloon. We heard about the balloon and the balloon and the balloon. And meanwhile, uh, Congress is trying to shove through some legislation, different kinds of legislation about different things that are important. Uh, you know, we barely heard anything about Biden's veto of uh, a bill that was going to uh, I forget even now what the thing was because I didn't hear about it. It was the first anything. veto, yeah. yeah. It was about the ESG thing. Yeah, the ESG thing. And, you know, we barely got anything on that. They would rather feed us this other sensational stuff and stay away from um, important news that affects us all. So, Larry, let me ask you, do you think that that's a deliberate distraction? Do you think that? Oh, absolutely. It's all a deliberate distraction. I, this is this is everything. All you do, all you're hearing is everything that is set up, ready to go. It's already canned. Every all the responses, they're just waiting for something to happen, so all these canned responses can come out. Yeah, the, I was listening to Gutfield last night, like you were, that everybody was correct. If you want to talk about the people involved, talk about the victims. Talk about the police officers that went in and did their job. Show the video camera where the police officer shot the shooter. Yeah, we're almost talk about we're almost martyrizing these. I know everything else. No, it's terrible. Get it? And and so the it appears that one of the primary motivations that's been planted in these crazy people's minds is their own infamy. They're going to become famous doing this. That's part of it. That that's that's not a lot of it, but yes, it does contribute. Okay. The U I'll go back to the Uvalde shooting. Okay. Uh-huh. The Uvalde shooting happened. We heard it for we heard about it for a couple of days and then nothing. It's you know, crickets. You can't hear anything. You had a nineteen year old who had no job from a family who didn't have any money, and he walked in there with five thousand dollars worth of equipment. Where did that money come from? Where did the money come from that he got to go buy the gun and all of the his equipment that he wore when he walked in there? Nobody wants to talk about that. Okay? Yeah. There's things going on that we don't know about. These are distractions that hit the news. They are canned, planned to impact society. Okay? This is this is all us set up it is terrible that people have to die so that the people in washington can get these stories out that they want to push i'm gonna so I'm, let me, let me, i'm gonna go, i'm it, gonna go forward i'm gonna pick up on what you're saying here uh the other thing that's really bugging the crap out of me all right so this one this person who did this shooting at nashville is apparently transgender and now it's like the holy hell has been raised about the fact that transgender people have supposedly been put upon. Now, forgive me, guys, but I can't, I, I can't think of a single instance where a transgender person has been hurt or killed in some sort of act of, of violence. Not a single one where this has no. happened. And not only that, we've gone over this over and over again. And you and Tim, you and I, you even think more severe on this than I do. They're basically, statistically, there aren't any transgender people. I mean, they exist, but they're, yeah. they're, they're so, their they're numbers are so low, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, it's, if there are there truly, are there 500 of them or 1,000 of them uh, in, in America? 
And if that, that's the case, if there are even a thousand of them, that number is so low as you can't draw any conclusions, uh, any kind of uh, wide-ranging conclusions from that number of people. That's that sample is too poor. Um, and I like you know what Larry is saying. You gotta you gotta go beyond the just the surface of the story, right? Where is that money coming? These are the kind of questions that, uh, well, I know police officers would ask, but journalists, uh, you know, need to ask that uh, these kind of questions. You know, they had they can report they had five thousand. Well, doesn't anybody wonder where that came from? And, yeah, and that's that's a story worth digging into. It is. There's meat in that, and right? When and, that, and when what, that question finally comes up, the story goes away. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to know where that came from. Nope. The, they don't want the public knowing where that came from. That question, the whole thing, evolved, everything in Uvalde ceased to exist, ceased to get any kind of coverage when those kinds of questions started being asked. It all all went quiet. And we have a okay? press that's now completely complicit with the government. This is not the way Absolutely. this is supposed to work. They, yeah. The press, the mainstream media, is they're set, canned, ready to go. When they get a call from the Department of Justice or the White House, this is the story we want to run. You got it already prepped. You've already been given this story. Run it. We, we've talked about okay. Operation Nightingale from the 1970s where they were paying journalists. The CIA was paying journalists. Now I don't think they have to pay anybody. They just put no. the— No. No, they're too—and, you know, I, and I've talked here many times on this show the, about the quality of people— who are left in the journalistic world, because if you do ask the hard questions, if you do push uh, to uh, follow stories or report uh, items that upset the advertisers, that upset uh, the you know the powerful people who are connected to the publisher or to the uh, you know the news director or whoever. Uh, you get shown the door one way or the other. Either life gets made hell for you and you leave, which is what they prefer, or they just can your ass, you know, cutbacks and staff or whatever. Okay, but you don't, you, you've spent 40 years in this. On the one hand, okay, you get, you're buying 30 seconds of television time, right? You let's say you're a local car dealer, correct? Right. If as long... I understand if the if the local TV station is going to do a expose about local car dealers. I understand why you'd be pissed off, but as long as you get your thirty seconds as an advertiser, why does it really matter what the hell they're talking about? Well, because the guy he has an opinion, and it's not just that he's an advertiser. You know, the the, the publisher uh, and the publisher in most papers. Uh, you know, after they've been around for a while, it might be started by somebody and it's a family member or whatever. But eventually, the job of publisher goes to somebody who was the advertising director. Uh, it doesn't go to somebody who used to be an editor. Yeah. Because this, the advertising guy is bringing money in. Yeah. So, you know, he's not going to upset the people that he's been dealing with. And they call him up and say, we don't like this story doesn't have to have anything to do with car dealerships. We don't like this coverage. We don't like that. He's worried about that. Also, these people at these higher levels, um, you know, they're in the country club 
with all the movers and shakers, with all the political brokers, with uh, you know, as well as all the business owners. And, you know, they express their opinion to this guy. He doesn't want them to be upset. He doesn't give a damn about the readers because he never gave a damn about the readers. He was never a, a writer, an editor, a reporter. Um, he was always on the business side of the thing, the advertising or the business side. So he doesn't right. give a shit about the reader. They mean nothing to him. My sister, I never told you this term, my sister was... Uh, advertising director for a fairly large paper for quite a few years. I know exactly what you're talking about. You're absolutely right on that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Larry, in your uh, yeah. b- in your business as a bail bondsman, have you ever mm-hmm. uh, w- worked on shit where the reporters got the story absolutely positively wrong? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Because everybody wants to look at the romantic uh, Hollywood opinion of what a bail bondsman is and nobody knows actually what we do except those of us in the oh we might have lost larry picture froze larry can you hear us oh shit i think we lost larry yeah we did we did lose larry okay all right we'll have to reconnect yeah we'll reconnect i tell you what let's take a break here we're gonna break a good time we're going to take a commercial break, folks. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Hank Reardon here from Conk News. I want to tell you today about Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Right now, you can eliminate odors, mold, mildew, bacteria, and viruses in your home with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm uses Oxy technology that naturally sends out OH3 molecules that seek out and destroy odors. The thunderstorm doesn't mask or cover up bad smells, it eliminates them, leaving that fresh, clean smell, just like after a thunderstorm. The thunderstorm is small, plugs right into the wall, fits in the palm of your hand, 
Put one in your basement, bedroom, family room, kitchen, or anywhere you want clean, fresh air. It also includes a USB cord if you want it in your car or a truck or a motorhome. Right now, save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. That's three units for under $200, a fraction of the cost compared to the other air purifiers. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the discount code CONK3, that's C-O-N-K, the number three, to save $200. That's EdenPureDeals.com. Use CONK3 and their shipping is free. I love it when you do that. He's not just a longtime journalist and a presidential candidate. He's also a rapper. He raps. I want to commentate. I want to represent him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Tim Conaway. Larry Newman has joined us once again from Joplin, Missouri. He rebooted Hello. his computer. I'm Jim Peters. Part two of Kong News Weekend. Now, guys, when we left this... Uh, we were talking about the distractions of the media. And I want to bring up something here that was on uh, Kong News on uh, Thursday. And this is a piece by, believe it or not, the gossip columnist from the New York Post, Cindy Adams. She she usually writes about celebrity gossip. And I'm going to read you a little bit of this. This is what she said here. The piece is called Gloom and Doom is in Bloom in the United States. And she writes... Pay attention, America's in trouble. Minus establishing formal declaration of war, the United States is being taken. No Communist Party, no firing an official, no shots, no religious zealot or dictator, but the greatest country on earth is failing. Some of us won't be here to see it, but we already know it's gone. And she goes on. I'm just going to read some of this. Forgive me, guys. No patriotism, less religion, weakened respect for God, no love of country, no worshiping the flag, no regard toward elders, less care for the aged and ailing, no legality for right and wrong, no protected police force, drugs, poverty, thugs, disrespect, homelessness, uncaring, patriotic refugees, un-American thinking, multiple languages, multiple attitudes, killings, thefts, youngers taught how bad adults are. It's flag burning, it's taking a knee, it's hate, it's done with manners, respect, care, schooling, and cursive. And she, this goes on, and she's a gossip columnist. I mean, but the she's thing is... She's absolutely correct. Yes, that's the thing. She is absolutely correct. So when you when you've, when you have riled up the gossip columnist for your newspaper, my <laughs> God, shit must be fucking hitting the fan, you know? It's, it's yes, it is. And, and you were asking a while ago about if I'd seen it in the bail bond business. And absolutely, I see it every day. They, they bail is the accountability in the in the criminal justice system and accountability is what they have destroyed and they want to get rid of that's why we've been targeted i had a conversation with the local sheriff this week uh with some of the deputies the police officers across the nation are doing the right job they're doing their job they're doing it correctly they are investigating the crimes and they hand it off to the prosecutor. That's how our system works. The prosecutor and the judge takes it from there, and it is being destroyed 
and turned on its head, turned upside down. The cops are doing their job. They're doing the right thing. The rest of the criminal justice system is is gone. We're And the local judges, the ones that I deal with every day, local judges across this country that want to do the right thing, they're not allowed to because they got people over them. So, Larry, so, so here's my question. George Soros funds a lot of these the campaigns yes. for a lot of these people. What is going through his mind here? Do they actually think that what they're doing is philosophically or ideologically better than the than what they were doing previously, or are they trying to destroy America so they can rebuild it? Simply trying to destroy America through anarchy and chaos. Yeah, they are, aren't they? That's yeah. it. I'm, right. That's all there is. Right. He's, he's he is shorted. He's he trades stock. He has shorted the United States and to and to come and to get his short to succeed in that money gamble on his short on the United States, he's got to bring it down. That's what they're doing. And this is the bringing down of America. Speaking of the money angle, and Tim, you were talking about things the press doesn't report. Here's something the press hasn't reported in the last few days. It's been, you know, this has been, it's been making the news about the fact that China met with Russia. China has talked Honduras into dumping Taiwan and going, you know, all this stuff. But what hasn't really made the news, or what's been buried in all this, is that China has now talked several countries, including Saudi Arabia, um, I, forgive me, I can't off the top of my head remember some of the others, about a half a dozen countries to dump American currency in favor of the Chinese yuan. Yep. Oh, yeah. And that's the, to, to me, if they start succeeding at this, that's the beginning of the end. Well, yeah. You know, you destabilize the economy. That That is the, you know, it, the economy is what it isn't the government that keeps us going. It's the economy that keeps us going. Uh, you know, our our jobs, um, we get paid. We spend that money on products and services. Uh, the people that, uh, you know, we buy things from use that money to buy the raw materials or to pay the people that work for them. It's the economy that keeps everything moving. And uh, as Calvin Coolidge says, the business of America is business. And, uh, you know, and if you wreck uh, the dollar uh, in in the world, then what we make uh, suddenly becomes useless. We cannot we cannot get back uh, f- from the sales of these things what it takes to to make them. And so then you've got places closing up. You've got people out on the street. Uh, you've got that whole mess. So yeah, it's uh, uh, you know, and China's. Yuan is such a, a piece of corrupt uh, currency to begin with. Uh, you know, they manipulate their money uh, in an unf- to give themselves an unfair advantage. That's the part of this I don't quite understand because, yeah, okay, you can bitch and moan about the U.S., but we still have the least manipulated currency in the world, even though a guy like Murray Sabrin, our contributor yeah. he'll tell you that they're still right. manipulating the shit out of it but you're right it's way less manipulated oh, yeah. than the wand yeah and that's they basically have a fake economy right basically yeah that, and they've always you know they've un- managed to undervalue it to keep their trade imbalance so that uh you know 
all the stuff that we buy from China can be so cheap that uh, we can't compete in that marketplace anymore. Uh, that's why all of these electronic parts are made overseas and in the ponds in Malaysia and, and Thailand, uh, the other ponds of uh, China uh, that uh, in Vietnam, the, uh, we, you know, and the Biden administration uh, will, will not take action, has refused to take action uh, against uh, the importation of these uh, strategically undervalued products from Southeast Asia so that American companies who want to work in that field can uh, have a fair playing field. So, gentlemen, tell me, am I just a cynic, or is that because the president himself is personally in the pocket of China? Well, yeah. You know, I mean, yes, absolutely. There's, I mean, this is – so I'm talking to um, – on my, 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 uh, my uh, Monday show, I'm talking to Mark Tapscott. He's, he's a congressional – Correspondent for Epoch Times. I don't know if you guys have listened to this, but he's been working. He's been reporting on Congress for 40 years to the point where he personally knows most of the people in Congress. He has lunch with them, literally. And he's telling me, he said that I asked him point blank. I said, so they haven't actually found a smoking gun pointing the president himself to any of these funds. You know, I mean, this happened. And actually, this didn't make the news that much either. They, they discovered this last week that a $1.3 million payment was made from China to the, to the Biden family. But not to yes. – they, they couldn't tie to Biden personally, the president, but they tied it to all his other family members, including people who don't, don't even have jobs, mm-hmm. like a- Haley Biden. You know. So I asked him, I said, point blank, I said, are they going to find the smoking gun? And he said, "Yeah, they probably will. At some point, they will probably find it." And I, I said, "Are the will they will they uh, not so much impeach, but will they remove the president?" And he said, "No, probably not. You know, they probably no. won't. No, no, they won't. No. They won't. You know, his well, thing. Well, I, yeah, go ahead. Go well, go ahead. That one of the things that that I picked out of this weekend was the discussion about the most corrupt nation in on earth right now. Okay. Which is currently in a war with Russia and the $130 billion that we sent to this country. Nobody is tracking. No, it got to them and they don't know where it's at. That's correct. And you're absolutely right that before this war, I can tell you where it's going to (laughs) be next year. Okay. Go ahead. It's going to be at the DNC. It was yes. last time. It was, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Yeah. This is the, this is a major Ponzi scheme. Yeah. That that money gets gets spent. The taxpayer money gets spent in these other countries, and for all kinds of supposedly good ideas. Okay. And filtered about a half a dozen times, and ends up back in the pocket of the DNC or the Democratic nominees, whoever those are. Okay. Another problem we've got is all of our enemies, all of China, Russia, all of the countries that we fight against have a unique situation. They have a contiguous leadership. Their leadership goes for decades. Yeah, that's true. As we have just seen, we can have a terrible a terrible leadership for eight years 
turnaround and for four years have the best that we've probably ever seen and then lose that and within two years we're close to losing our country yeah two years you're right two, two years. years less than two years two years unbelievable and you were saying it's crazy you know you brought up a point that really needs to be brought home that the the press has not reported on really and that is before this war started the ukraine was considered the single most corrupt government on earth and That's so correct. so we're sending money to okay, and everyone everyone in congress is going on and on about democracy 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 this place was run by criminals and probably still is it you know, is. and we're sending, you're right, we're sending them billions of dollars. And what do we expect to happen when you send criminals billions of dollars? You know, I mean, well, this, was, it's kind of absurd. That's correct. Monday you know? morning, there was testimony from the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And they were asked, is anybody tracking this $130 billion? And he said, no, we don't know where it's at. Isn't it just the most ridiculous thing you're going to $130 billion gone. Taxpayer money, and we don't know where it's at. I, I'm going to go back now about 25 years, but you guys will remember this. And there's remember Donald Rumsfeld during the the Bush George W. Bush administration, who was the Secretary of Defense, got up in front of a press conference and said, "We've lost track of 2.3 trillion dollars." And that was in 25 years ago when trillion dollars was a shitload of money. It still right. is. It still is, and he said, "No, we don't know what's happened to it." Well, what the hell? What do you mean you don't know what happened to it? Well, if if you oh, ask, they know what happened to it. Are you kidding me? They know where it's at. <laughs> they they know who they gave it to, and they know what what they expect from it. But officially, right. if if you look at any foreign aid, if you ask them where did that end up, they know who they handed it off to at the beginning. They can tell you that. But where did it end up? How did it get distributed? What was it used for? None of this stuff is accounted for. All they account for is we allocated, you know, $2.4 billion for Honduras, and uh, we gave Honduras the $2.4 billion, and that's where the trail ends. Um, Does anybody wonder where the $25,000 per person crossing the border illegally goes $25,000 per person yeah. that comes across the border illegally. Right. That's and I Where I, does that money come from? I'd it have has to, to come do, from somewhere. I have to do some math. I think that's uh more money than about a third of the American population makes, you know. Yes. It's really dis- So where does it come from? Yeah. Well, okay. you, we know where it's going. Yeah, it comes from you, Larry. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It comes from us. We're, okay, we gave $130 billion to Ukraine, uh, and they don't know where it's at, okay? The cartels just got it, this so is who's the cartels paying off? This was one of my questions to Tapscott, and that is, my question was, do you think we're getting to the point, because I do wonder about this, we have one party, the Democratic Party, all they know how to do is raise taxes. That's all they do. They raise them, they raise them, they raise them. At some right. point, you literally hit a wall. You can't raise any more money, even if the public goes along with it. It's basically impossible. And I think they're they're mathematically reaching that point very quickly. I mean, at this point, they're talking about taxes on assets for billionaires. Like I've said, there's only 800 billionaires in the United States. You know, go to town, you're not going to get much money. 
You know, there's taxes on multimillionaires. They're talking about taxing people who make more than $50 million a year. That's 6,500 people in the United States. You know, no, no, it doesn't matter how you do the math. You're not going to get a shitload of money out of this. Yeah. And those well, people are already paying the majority, the actual money collected. Uh, the top 1% of taxpayers, of, of earners in America, the top 1% uh, pay 25% of what the government actually collects when all is said and done. After all the tax returns are filed and stuff. What's left? The top one percent pay twenty five percent. The the bottom forty percent of the taxpayers pay uh, uh, the money that's collected from them equals three point one percent of the total uh, federal uh, collection. So yeah, it's like these people are already uh, the ones that they want to go after are. Oh, you've got too much money. Well, you know, this is not a socialist country. It is <laughs> it, – it's not supposed to be. Uh, it, it's not uh, – you know, the way capitalism works is you take a risk. If it works out, you're entitled to the rewards. If you take a risk and you fail, you're entitled to failure. We don't let that happen anymore either. Um, and, uh, you know, if, uh, if you, you shouldn't be punished – for being successful in your financial endeavors. But that's what we do. We, you know, the, we put the blame and the guilt on those people that all these other people don't have enough, uh, you know. And nowhere in the Constitution is it, you know, the government has the right to collect taxes, but it doesn't say the government gets to decide what is enough uh, for people. Yeah. L- Larry, uh, you know, you know the old joke that you get this letter from the IRS and it says two questions or just one question. How much did you make? Send it in. Yeah, right. That, right. That's the old joke. Well, now yeah. they've talked about just in the last six months, they've talked about starting this program where if you were to purchase a piece of property for a million dollars and the IRS says, well, in 10 years, it's going to be worth 10 million. So we're going to tax you the capital gains on that now yeah before the fact right that's before right Before the fact right that's crazy because like well, i mean there whether you you actually make more money is dependent on so many external factors it's mind-boggling you can't well, really is that do that penalizing it is that penalizing uh, a the uh entrepreneur is that penalizing the, our freedom to pursue Earning an income? Well, Larry, I yeah. can I could make an argument that what they're actually trying to do is discourage people from doing it in the first place. If you're absolutely if you're if you're gonna be hassled so much and also you're gonna owe money that doesn't yet exist, people are gonna say, Well, it's not even worth the trouble. And then nobody owns anything. And then Klaus Schwab is really happy, you know, the um the fucking uh president of the world, you know. It's like he well, the, Yeah. Right. Go. The eighty five percent of the of the citizens of the United States that don't like this going on, they don't want this to happen, those are the people that don't know how to stop it. Those are the ones that look around, well, what can I do? How can, how can I stop it? I yeah. can't do it at the voting booth because the votes are all rigged now. Okay. And so 
when you get when you get a president who got 75 million votes his first time around and got the same amount this time and got beat by Joe Biden Joe Biden got more votes than that that's crazy that that doesn't that math doesn't add up. Well, it's been two years, and the last survey or poll I saw said the majority of Americans and even many Democrats still don't buy it. But you know, right, right. We can, yeah. It's, so, it's, you know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm talking here. Uh, um, I'm kind of uh, filling in because Hank isn't here. But his in the last few days, him and I have been talking here in the office a lot about he's about the fact that people, you know. Um, Republicans and conservatives are really good at not doing shit. We, we we're good at sitting on our hands, you know. And he said this has to stop. I mean, you people have to get involved. Well, I I don't know about not doing something, but when you try to fight fair, when the other person is fighting dirty, some after a while you just throw up your hands and say, "What you know? I can't I can't fight this by fighting fair." And I don't want to get dirty. I don't want to get crooked. And that's that's what you're seeing from the conservative side of it versus the progressive liberals. They don't care about they they got no qualms about lying, cheating, stealing, stabbing you in the back, anything else they can to get what they want. The good guys just they have restraint. They they don't want to do that. Yeah, Larry, let me, so let's, it's, it's let, difficult. let's end this segment with this. I could make an argument, and the reason I want you to comment on this is because you're in law enforcement. Uh, a lot of people don't like Mitch McConnell, but I could make an argument that if Mitch McConnell's done one successful thing in his entire career, he kept Merrick Garden off, Garland off the Supreme Court. Yes, this, guy is just a, this guy is just a corrupt, lying piece of shit. And I Absolutely. Can't, I can't say that on a, a terrestrial radio, so I'm glad that we're not on it. This guy, is, he's a—he's not just a disaster. He's the most corrupt fucking individual you could ever, ever. And yet, I mean, what do you hear from your, is this uh, your, um, uh, uh, what do you hear from your law enforcement friends on this? I, I'm assuming they agree. Well, yes. Privately, yes, they agree. It, it, this is crazy. And, and it goes all the way down even to our local prosecutors. But here again, these the law enforcement, the the judges on the ground out here that live here in our communities, they can't say anything because they'll get, pardon my friends, they'll get castrated if they oppose what the progressives are pushing because the progressives are now in charge. The progressives are in charge. They said on the Supreme Court, they said on the administration of the local courts. And that's where Soros has infiltrated into the prosecutors, the uh, Office of Court Administrators, all the people that set the rules. Law enforcement, the judges, if they stand up and come out and say, this is wrong, this is crooked, this is bad, they're going to get castrated and kicked out. They will be pushed out of office. Yeah, The good guys get pushed away. So I'm just going to mention this for people who are listening. In case you hadn't heard this, this was in, on Conk on Thursday morning in several different articles. So I can't remember the name of the representative in the hearing that talked was talking to Merrick Garland. And basically she pulled out receipts. 
you know, he has always said that um, all this stuff about. First of all, it ha- we have to you have to be very explicit about this. There is a very explicit law that says you cannot uh, that you cannot protest at the residence of a uh, of a Supreme Court justice. justice. Right. It's very explicit. It's not any sort of vague thing about the fact you know. But no, it's actually that's actually what it says. You cannot go to the residence of a Supreme Court justice and protest. So she and he said, "Well, no, of course we're, you know we 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 we're." He said, "We're we're um, uh, you know um, enforcing that." And she pulled out a slide that apparently he used at some internal meeting that said that we were we are not going to enforce this unless literally the justices' lives are on the line. That's what he said. Now mm-hmm. we're not. There's there's no there's no wiggle room here. This is illegal. What these protests are illegal. That's correct. You, you, it's not they're illegal because of location. You can do them other places, but you can't do them at a Supreme Court justice's house. And she pulled this thing out where he blatantly said, "No, we're not going to enforce this." The guy's just a fucking creep. It's like I just, I just, I'm sorry, it just pisses me off to no end. Well, they're they're all powerful because they resurrected that uh, Capitol police officer that died on January 6th. He was resurrected and walking around two days later. Yeah. Right. Well, that's because he didn't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What? Okay. You know, and on Conk News, we've got, you know, the guy that went to jail because the Senate chamber guards let him in, escorted him in, and he went to jail for the insurrection. Now he's out. Oh, Isn't that great? yeah, that's right. There's breaking news here. If you haven't heard, this is as of even just a couple hours ago. Yeah, they've, they've, right. He has been he's been reduced to house arrest apparently, so they he is not in prison anymore. That Jason no, because he didn't Chatsky, commit a crime. No, he didn't commit a crime. That's right. I know. It's just crazy. The only thing about January sixth that I got wrong is my estimation on the number of people that stormed the Capitol. I said five hundred, but but Tucker Carlson said after looking at the tapes, it was probably about two thousand. But I I still maintain. That if Trump had not shown up at that rally, and actually was one of the stupidest things he ever did, he should not have shown up. It was it was basically a setup. If he hadn't showed up, that riot would have happened anyway. Because those people are pissed off. That's the reason. Now that doesn't exp- explain, vi- you know, it doesn't justify violence. But the left doesn't understand why people are mad. We went through a whole summer of twenty cities in America being bombed, and how many people got arrested? A dozen. It's like. I, it was crazy shit. You know, talking about the insurrection. That was the insurrection. This was a reaction to an insurrection. You know, I, I, uh, I have a good friend of mine. He is president of the professional bail bondsman of the United States. And he told me yesterday, he has two friends that were in Washington, DC on January 6th. They did not go downtown. They have both been visited at their homes by the FBI. I've heard about this. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah, it's because right. uh, what Bank of America gave up their credit card information and phone records, right? Phone Cell records, phone yeah. records, right? So, yeah. if you were visiting the city at that time from someplace else, you would now become a suspect. Isn't that unbelievable? Under the you're right, just just for being that, in town, and that's the FBI money that's being spent on that. Right. That's yeah. our taxpayers. Right. Hi, we're from the government. We're here to help you. Oh, but yeah. and we might throw you in jail too for doing yep. nothing for what shopping we're back at to Merrick Garland again. Christ mm-hmm. Almighty! It's I mean, really, it's a, it's a travesty, an absolute travesty. And 
Uh, we, I don't know. Maybe we just keep talking. I don't know, guys. It's like, all right, we're gonna take we're gonna take a commercial break here. We'll be back in two minutes. Stay tuned, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, Jim Peters here. I want to tell you about one of our latest affiliates, UZZU TV. Now, I don't have to tell you. You guys know you go to the store. Inflation's the world of Biden is out of control. Some people are spending almost $200 a month on their cable bills. I know many people that are. UZZU TV is an over-the-top cable service. It basically specializes in sports, and you can watch any sport pretty much imaginable. They have the NFL red zone on there. Every NFL game, every MLB game, every major league soccer game, if you're into that, it's all there. They also have over a hundred channels of regular cable programming, including all the cable news channels, Fox news, CNN, why the hell you'd want to watch that? I have no idea. And discovery and history channel, all that stuff. They have all that. And then here's the amazing thing. It's $120 a year. You pay yearly, but it comes down to $10 a month. And this is entirely legit. This is legal. They say they can do this because they're not bothering to up-convert the signal. In other words, it's all in HD, 1080p quality, but you can't get any better quality than that. If, like if you have a 4K television, they don't have a 4K service, in other words. So they say they save money by doing that. Then that's how they can pass the savings on to you. So although you pay yearly, it comes out to $10 a month. I've checked this out. I have a subscription. We have one here in the office. It's fantastic. I mean, it's almost unbelievable. And that's one of the reasons we're pushing this is like, yeah, we're getting a little bit of a kickback here, but this helps you. This can help you. It's like, I know this is almost too good to be true, but it isn't. Go to conk.news, C-O-N-K.news, slash U-Z-Z-U. That's umbrella, zebra, zebra, umbrella. Once more, conk.news slash U-Z-Z-U, and they'll set you all up. Gonna light my corona, gonna puff, gonna puff, gonna blow some smoke rings down, yeah. Oh, Larry, I wish we had a recording of the video. That looks so cool. Larry's smoking his big stogie. There's smoke everywhere. My wife couldn't watch Mad Men because she's a, she was a longtime smoker, and she gave it up, and she said watching Mad Men, I just wanted to make her smoke more. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that as I never watched it. It was a running gag on the whole show. Everyone's just yeah. like, there's smoke everywhere. But that's the way it was in the 1960s, too. Yeah, you know? it was. Christ, that and the three martini lunch, that was really real. My wife saw the end of that, too, in the 1980s. She said she she worked for a firm. They had a rule. If you took a client out to lunch and the client drank alcohol, you were supposed to drink alcohol with them. You were supposed right. to order. And she said everybody did, and they followed the rules, and they came back to the office, and nobody got anything done for the rest of the afternoon. <laughs> it was a half a day of work. <laughs> 
every day. Oh, my God. Well, some of my best work was done after <laughs> three uh, Shineling Little King cream ales and a couple of shots of tequila. <laughs> I believe that. That was in your desk drawer, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was – we had that at the circ- – uh, it wasn't the circle. It was the clock. There was a big clock out front that had the time right twice a day. And, uh, they, they had they had some really good food, and they had they had all kind of beer. But we, if we were in the mood that day, if the morning had gone the way some of them do, it was three shinglings, little king cream ales, and a couple of shots of tequila, and then it was back in for the next eight or ten hours. And you were happy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Quite, <laughs> quite a job you had. Mm. All right, so let me just go on bitching some more. I'm just going to bitch some more. John Kerry's okay. it might be the stupidest single person in Washington. It's there, I don't know if there's anyone getting around this. First of all, he's the guy has a monstrous ego. The only thing he's really accomplished in his entire 50 years of adult life is marrying two really rich women. That's it. Right. That's what he accomplished. So apparently, whatever that talent is, he's he has it. He married not one but two extremely rich women, and he's been he's been flying high ever since so he's got his own personal jet because his wife paid for it and he flies around the country flies around the world talking about climate change fuck you it's like jesus christ what a bunch of bullshit so he is now he's saying that we have to work with china on climate change well we can't work with china china right now about anything and he's worried about climate change and you just know the chinese are just laughing at this guy they're laughing mercilessly is just another Money grabbing mm-hmm. gimmick. Yes, it that's is. All. That's all it is. That's correct. Thank you. Thank you for pointing that out. You're yeah. absolutely right. He's getting paid to fly on uh, airplanes that use jet fuel. Uh, he's getting paid to show up in these places and talk about this. Right. Yeah, he probably uses personally more. You know, he has a bigger carbon footprint than literally probably more than 100 average Americans put together. Mm-hmm. It's un- it's fr- freaking unbelievable. And he goes on, a, he, he says, no, you don't understand. I have to do this. Yay. Uh, no, no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't have to do it. No. Stay uh, home. Yeah, Save stay. That's right. Yeah. That's right. You do whatever it is your wife wants you to do. It's like, you know, <laughs> God. Um, I don't know if you guys heard this, but uh, Greta Thunberg the 20-year-old um, the shaman, uh, climate change artist, uh, mm-hmm. w- the woman who was a you know, high school kid and isn't anymore. So she's going to be getting a doctorate from the University of Helsinki. But here's the funny part, Larry. The doctorate is in theology. And doesn't yeah. that pretty much prove that the whole climate change thing is just a fucking riffraff religious thing? Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah, it goes toward it, yeah. Yeah, it helps prove it. She's twenty years old. Yeah, and she, she skipped school. She's getting she's getting a doctor for skipping school. She's well, she's done quite a lot for somebody. Again, you know, there's <laughs> there's money made there's money made in that thing too. And you know, all the people around her that have encouraged this because this kid did not go out and do all this stuff by herself. No. She found people who encouraged this and they encouraged this because they found a way to monetize her world travels and personal appearances and all the rest of that stuff. It It is not, uh, you know, I don't think any one person could go out on their own and attract all kind of attention over some 
topic uh, that isn't putting food on my table, putting a roof over my head, putting clothes on my back. Those three things matter. And, uh, you know, anything else, you can go around and do this stuff, and you're going to get 10 or 12 people to come and see you, and you might get in the news, in the local newspaper in some small town, but you're not going to get this international following and all this other kind of stuff unless people with money get behind it and there's something in it for them. And, but you know the reason they got behind her specifically is because she was a minor, and that makes her beyond reproach. So when a guy like me calls her an asshole, how can you say that about a minor? Well, let me first of all, I'm going to answer that question. If you're going to enter the adult arena, which she definitely has, I don't care how yep. old you are, I'm going, to, I'm going to treat you like an adult. As, a, as an adult, you're a fucking twit. Yeah. You know? And it That's, does... And- just because somebody is under the age of 18 doesn't mean they aren't, aren't an asshole. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you thank know. you. Yeah, that's, well put. That's the other part. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and on that topic, and it is something that Larry was talking about earlier, uh, locally there was a, a woman was murdered uh, by a teenager, an adult. Her former boyfriend uh, sent these two underage kids because – he knew that they wouldn't get in as much trouble as he would to beat up the boyfriend. He gave one of them a gun. The kid ends up using the gun and killing the woman. Uh, we've got a new prosecutor in town. She's a left-wing prosecutor. She decided not to charge them as adults. To uh, they, they entered guilty pleas, and uh, instead of... Uh, recommending an adult sentence for them, they're getting two years in juvenile and then probation for murdering a woman and beating a, a guy nearly to death. And More than they would get if they was adults. Oh, would they? Would they? Is that more than yeah. that? Yeah, it's, pro- it's probably more than they would get if they were adults. They get put on probation here and be out the next day. Oh, yeah. No, I, I understand. But, I mean, in a, in a real world, if they were uh, convicted as adults— or this kind of thing, like second-degree murder, there should be a you know a fifteen to twenty-year sentence or something like that. Right. But yeah, in, in this world, they they would just get released. We had another guy, which is goes on this other subject. But this is the the thing of oh oh well, we don't want them to become part of the criminal element, and we don't want to change them for the future. You know, we by putting them into adulting, it just you know, it's that old thing that we had back in the 60s and 70s where, oh, we're going to rehabilitate these people and we're going to keep them from being criminals, which doesn't work. But we did have a guy here who had set fire to a, uh, a Goodwill store and um, he was uh, convicted of it. He was sentenced to three years probation. He was out the next day. Since right. since that time, he has destroyed two uh, places, uh, two like coffee shops, threatening all the people in them. And um, and he, again, it's like they didn't pick him up after the first one and put him in for violation of the probation. And then uh, you know he goes and destroys another place and threatens all the people in there. So yeah, I mean, what you're saying is. Uh, the the police did not recommend that this guy be set free. 
when it came in. The judge didn't probably want to set him free, but the prosecutor is saying, oh, well, this guy has mental health issues, so let's turn him loose on the public because he's already demonstrated he'll set fire to a place. Let's see what else he can do. I, I have mental, mental health issues. Mental health issues? That now, you, now you're talking about LBGQTW plus whatever. Yeah. That's, that's pure, that is true mental health problem. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a mental health problem. And uh, set fire to a place, you go to prison with your mental health. Well, that, that's not mental health. That's that's just bad behavior. Oh, oh I see. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If you want to, if you want to claim, if you're a guy and you want to claim to be a woman, okay, that's a mental health issue. All right. If if you're out here committing crimes, that's that's intentional. That is a real crime. That is not a mental health issue. But that's no one's held responsible for any of their own actions. No one. No. no. Anywhere. And I, no. I'm, it sounds I'm going to kind of change the subject here. We're kind of not talking about the alphabet people. So more and more, I've seen more and more uh, articles in the news. They're buried, but I still see them, about the fact that the gay and lesbian community is re- getting really, really pissed off about being lumped in with the transgenders. And they should, you know, because the things like we were talking. It's all right. Maybe there's a, there are legitimate transgender people, but there's very, very few of them. The vast majority of these people, they have, um, they have emotional problems. And, and the, the gay people are starting, they do not want to be associated with us. You know, I mean, and the thing is, and they're right. The problem is, okay, we have gay marriage now in the United States. You push enough of this shit on, on straight heterosexual people and the, 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 the pendulum will start to swing the other way, you know? Right. They're right, right about that. I mean, that's that's correct. That's going to Any, happen. Anytime, anytime you see anyone doing something that is morally wrong, the first thing you're going to see is they are going to fight you harder than any other thing to justify the wrong thing that they're doing. And when you see people fighting, Again, fighting for something that they want, trying to push it down your throat. That is the biggest single red flag that tells you they realize that they're wrong. Yes. They know that they're wrong. That's why they're fighting so And I totally agree with you. And the other thing I've been reading along in these same reports is that the real transgender community, the people who are real transgenders, they're getting pissed off too because they don't want to have anything to do with us either. You have a bunch of people, most people just want to live their lives. Now, I have no trouble if some guy wants to live his life in a dress, God bless him, go right ahead. You know, I do have trouble if uh, about the thing with minors, and I have trouble with, with men and women's sports. I have trouble, but you're just, you know, you just want to, you know, you live your life, and you go to your job, and, you know, if you want to wear a dress, God bless you. I'm, total, I'm totally yeah, okay with it. Yeah, no and, problem with it. And that's, don't try to shove it down my throat. Right. That's the thing. Most of these people are not trying to shove it down the public's throats. And they, they're dealing with the, I mean, it's been brought up and I don't have, really have to bring this up here. I think you guys know this. The vast majority of the people that are fighting for their supposed transgender rights are not transgenders. They're right. not. They're not. They're, they're overly um, agitated uh, liberals who have too much time on their hands. Yeah, you know? Right. And you Bingo. Know- too much time on their hands. There are 7 million adult men age 25 to 34 who don't have a job. 7 million. 
adult men in this country that don't have a job from 20, age 25 to 34. Think about that. They're not working. They're living at home, sponging yeah. off of mom and dad. Yeah. Well, they don't have anything else to do. They do yeah. make money getting on a bus and going to Portland and to Washington, D.C. and to Baltimore and all these other places and demonstrating. Yes, that's what somebody has to figure out. They don't have a job. They don't, you know, has to figure out the money trail in, in Antifa. Well, we know where the money trail is. What, what that, do you mean? That's, it ends up at George Soros. Yeah. You, you have to understand George Soros has got all of these hundreds of different companies, and those companies own hundreds of different companies. But, and those companies own hundreds of different companies. Hold on. You're, those you're, companies you're, are the ones that yes, pay. You're in the you're in law enforcement. No, what I want to know is how does that money actually get from George Soros to the protesters? I don't understand okay. that. All right. This is George Soros goes out and he funds a company. Uh-huh. Okay, ABC Incorporated. All right. All right. ABC Incorporated goes out and they form 10 companies. Okay. Okay. All different different companies. Okay? Right. And that and they fund all that money that was funded into the one now is distributed to those 10. And you add one or two or three more tiers to it and all the money that goes into the top gets given and gets put into these other companies. And at the bottom, and those companies take that money and pay Antifa and all of the people that are paid to riot. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you think I'm some sort of conspiracy theorist, we know this is happening because during the Portland riots and the riots of 2020, there were pallets of bricks that were literally delivered to the scene by delivery trucks to to the protesters directly. Now, well, somebody's got to pay for that because... There's, well, it was on Craigslist. Yeah. If you will show up and and we will pay you $25 an hour to come and demonstrate, and that was Antifa, and that was the Soros Corporations, paying people advertising, we're going to pay you $25 an hour to come do this. But Larry, was that literally on Craigslist? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. Did you know that, Tim? Yeah. I'll, I'll I know, yeah, there were, there were ads of... Yeah. It's, I'm 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 just freaking dumbstruck. It's like, I you know I if you had told me this shit was going to happen in America even ten years ago, I would have said you were crazy. Which is also another problem too, Larry. Let me. I never asked you this point blank. Do you have a lot of liberal friends? No. Okay, I live here in Minneapolis, one of the most liberal cities in America. Basically, I live in a liberal world, and what I've started to notice is that. Some of my friends know I have this job. Some of them don't. I don't talk about it very much. But so they actually asked me. They said, you know, this shit, Jim, about about the drag queens going in schools and stuff, is this really true? And I said, well, yeah, it is. And they say, they say we don't believe you. We, don't, we think your information is wrong. I'm starting to realize that one of the things the leftists, and when I mean the leftists, I'm talking about the extreme leftists, are counting on here is what they're doing is so outrageous the average person doesn't even believe it's happening. Well, hey, Sam Walton, my neighbor down just south of me here, Sam Walton started Walmart, and he, he, he believed his philosophy was if you tell people enough times every day for a long enough period of time that you are the cheapest place there is, they will flock to your doors. That's Walmart. Yeah. Okay? And you can go a lot of places and buy it cheaper than Walmart, but, they, but people have been told that Walmart is the cheapest. That's where they go. Well put. You're right. And I, maybe that's what we're doing here is we keep telling people over and over, this is actually happening. 
This stuff is actually happening. It's not a, it's not a, you know, joint joint chiefs of staff had to admit that, that military bases, the schools were having drag queens come in and teach kindergartners. Yeah. And so here's my thing with this too. This was also in the news just today. All right. You know, we can, we can talk about the moral uh, equivalency or, or the moral fortitude of having drag queens uh, enter- entertaining the troops, but what does that have to do with fighting with with military preparedness? That's the part I don't get. You know, it's not even it's 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 almost like they're trying to avoid their actual job. You know. Well, that's fine. You can you can have the, the drag queens entertain the the adult troops. That's fine. But when they go to the schools, the military bases, the schools to the kindergartners, first and second graders, and those. And those drag queens are there teaching them and entertaining those kids of that age. That's wrong. And the, the general said, no, I don't think that's happening. And then he had to face up to the well, fact yeah. that, yes, it was happening. But, but, but Larry, there's another, I mean, even by extrapolation, okay, that is wrong. I agree. But why, what does it have to do with learning anything? That's the part I don't get. I mean, why? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's no. indoctrination. Right. There's that's the only reason you do it. This, there's no entertainment only here for reason. the children. So the military can get its ESG score. Uh, you know that that's uh, it, it's why this stuff is happening in the military. I, I don't understand. Uh, I was not in the military, but I had two brothers and a brother-in-law uh, who were in. Of course, I had you know. Uh, parents and uh, grandparents uh, of people who were in the wars, but uh, I, I do not understand this. It just doesn't sit with anything that anybody I've known personally who was in the military ever experienced or, or that it was ever part of that life. Or, uh, or Tim, also anybody who wants to be part of that life. I mean, Recruit, recruitment's down for the first time in like 30, 40 years. Yeah. You know, and well, then you, and that, they wonder why. Well, part of it is the 7,000, uh, whatever number that was, 7 million uh, peop- guys in that age group who don't have jobs, uh, you know, who could be in the military. No, they can sit home. Uh, and that's, you know, the, the we have gotten soft. Uh, we've gotten, you know, it's the easy life. And uh, it's... It's almost well. It's like I've had I had guys working for me one summer interns, who um, you know in a, a warehouse situation, who didn't know how to use a broom. They had they had never had to sweep up anything in their lives because mommy swept it up for them. And we've got you know this whole generation of young men, women, and others who. Um, you know, have never had to make their bed or never had to fix uh, their own meal or never had to pick up a broom. And if you go out into the real world and you get a job, you actually have to work. And if you go into the military and you don't do what you're told, there are severe penalties for that. They don't want that. They don't want the kind of life where they're expected to do a job and they're held accountable for it. Gentlemen, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this uh, segment here with a little personal story, and I'm not I can't name the person here because I'm sure she wouldn't want to be involved in the show. I had a childhood friend of mine, a woman I went to high school with, 
who ended up as the admissions director of a major university. This is about this is about 10, 12 years ago now. And she wrote an op-ed piece in the New York Times because the, so she knew somebody there, so they asked her to do it. And her contention was, as the admissions director for the school, she said at that time, which is still true now, when we were in college, it was 60-40 men. Now it's 70-30 women. And that was true 10 years ago. And she wrote this piece, and she said, maybe it's about time we start paying attention to the young men. And she was so vilified for this, the school had to assign her bodyguards. That's how bad it got. I mean, right. she was just absolutely vilified. So she they, so she they did a, they they interviewed her on sixty minutes, believe it or not, uh, and so I mean I suppose I could she's kind of a public person, but I'm still not going to. She would hate me. Um, a, a few years go by, and everyone starts to realize, like you're saying, Larry, holy shit, we have all these kids, these young men living in their parents' basement, playing video games and not doing anything. It's not just that they're not working; they're not going to school either. And basically, she was vindicated. They put her on. She was five years later. They put her on sixty minutes again, and they said, "Well, you turned out you were right, you know." And so, sixty minutes does a story about what what's happening to all the young men. Well, you know, I, I you know, it's, we can talk. That's a, probably another show about what's happening to them. One of the things is I know they're all getting so damn disappointed because the whole world's against them, or they that's the way they perceive it. And you know, I suppose you know some liberal uh, female, white female listen to this will say, well, you guys have been running things forever, but you know, I don't know. I, I could make an argument maybe we haven't done that bad a job either. But oh, Well, the world is, their view, the world is against them because the world expects them to do things that they don't want to do. Uh, that's, that's the problem. And who raised them to be that way? Uh, you know, they didn't just grow up that way. If you grow up Kind of on your own, you got to fend for yourself. You don't turn out that way. So right. uh, I'm I'm not going to point the finger of blame at at uh, any. It, and it's it it's not w- just women I'm talking about. It's the parents of a certain age. There you go. That were their parents wanted who came out of harder times wanted everything to be wonderful for them. And so when they got to be parents, they wanted it to be even more wonderful uh, than it was before. And the kids uh, are lazy, unprepared to engage with the real world, unsatisfied with with everything, and unable to accept any of the blame for any of their personal behavior. Well, everyone wants their kids to have a better life than they had. But my question is, what does that mean? What is a better life? Yeah. 150 years ago, 14-year-old boys were men doing men's work, doing men's responsibilities, and nobody thought twice about it except to respect them. Okay. Right. You want to? You, yeah. How many 14-year-old that you know of now that can go out, tackle a job that men do, and do it? And get the respect for it. Oh, come on, Larry. Who are we fooling? fooling? At this point, you can't expect that from most 26-year-old men, you know? No, you can't. Uh, at the demasculinity of men, they're, they're, they're basically castrating them. And, they're, and you go back in history. That's why they 
one of the things they try to do is destroy history. Because if you go back in history, you learn from it. And all of this stuff points to what we're seeing now. We know what this is. Okay, but I, am yeah. I just naive? Or, but what, the, you would you could make the argument really easily. They're trying to destroy everything. There's no there's no upside to this. They won't they won't rebuild this. There is any, no upside. No, there is no upside except a few at the top, clustered around. We become feudal state. Yeah. Again, because the people that gather the power around them are now in control of everyone else. Yeah. We're going back for 500 years. Right. Exactly. That's what, right. That's what they want. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. have, I have liberal friends who keep telling me, no, 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 you don't understand. It's democratic socialism. It's not real socialism. And my answer to this is no, it's never worked anywhere. It's, it's never worked anywhere. It's ever been tried. It, it's yeah. communism, pure and simple. Yes, period. correct. It doesn't work. Ain't numb. You, Name you paint on it. Yeah, and you can even talk about how you know it's fair, all that bullshit. It simply doesn't work. It always collapses no, it in a disaster, always. But I don't know. You'd think people would learn, but all right, guys, we're going to take one more commercial break here, and we'll be back in just a moment. Stick with us, everybody. Keep listening. Hank Reardon here for EMP Shield. You want to get yourself an EMP shield. And if you go to conk.news, we have ads there. If you go to conk.news forward slash EMP, order your peace of mind today. These are little units to protect your vehicle from a electromagnetic pulse, a lightning strike. It bolts onto your battery. You ground it to the body of your car. A couple hundred bucks. And when the shit hits the fan, because it is going to, it's pretty evident there is trouble of brewing. EMP Shield will give you peace of mind that your vehicle will work. You can add it to your home, an RV, a motorcycle, your home solar array. Go to conk.news forward slash EMP and order one today. Order two if you need one for a family friend. This is serious stuff. Time to get right down to the end. We're coming out of the tunnel. There's light. Oh no, it's too bright. Gotta put on my shades. Gotta put on my shades. Wanna be back in the dark. I wanna be back in the dark. I wanna be back in the dark. Oh. Well, this was kind of an unusual show. We didn't have, I don't have, I didn't. I don't have a kicker, even though I looked for a few. Well, Jim, you know, Babylon B reported the other day that athletes have reported a high level of testicular problem with women athletes. A testicular problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they don't have any? <laughs> well, no, there are, a lot of these no, women... You can't say that anymore. Yeah, a lot of these women athletes are... Having testicular complaints. I got one thing off the Babylon Bee that I'll just share here, and, it's, and the headline was, FBI vows to get to the bottom of what Christians did to provoke the attack. <laughs> that's, you know, that's, all, that's all I got. You know. that was we can talk a little about science news. You were talking about the fact, you know. We, we Time travel. There. 
Yeah, time travel. Yeah, they say, yeah, they can do it. They're saying they can fly faster than the speed of light. Yeah, but it's going to take a shitload of electricity, and they're not going to be able to do it anytime soon. going to crank up the windmills. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, shitload, yeah. Yeah. some people uh, were – I forget now where – because – I was overwhelmed by the main part of the news, but I forget where they found this, but uh, several years ago, uh, and it's all been scientifically confirmed now, uh, archaeologists found a giant turd uh, (laughs) that uh, they attribute to some Viking dropped this deuce (laughs) that was uh, like eight inches long, I think they said, and two inches wide. And they said the guy was probably stopped up for a few days before <laughs> this happened because he had a diet of primarily meat and bread. And I'm thinking, meat and bread, what What else do you need? The rest of it's rabbit food. That's uh, right. and, and they said it was, uh, you know, it had all these little uh, egg sacs that the guy had some kind of internal insects uh, going on and uh, oh, that's good. Found uh, packed yeah. in egg sacs, so it's uh, the, Vi- the wow. Viking diet. We will see the Viking diet as the next <laughs> next big. Well, food of course. Crisis. Well, that's what keto is, except they don't do the bread. That's right. Uh, you know, right. and uh, but so now it's going to be keto plus bread or Viking diet. Oh, that's right. You just. <laughs> You're a brilliant man. That's what it is. It's keto plus bread, which, of course, is not keto, but he'll sell it. Yeah, sell keto. You can sell it. Well, that, that's two of the three main food groups. Uh, <laughs> meat, bread, and beer. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the three food groups. They had beer. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's how they got by. This guy wasn't drinking enough beer. He, he wouldn't have had. He wouldn't have had those internal insects. That's right. That's right. Yeah. If he had enough beer. That's yeah. yeah. Well, those are the same people that came, took the waterways into Minnesota. Yeah. You know. Well, um, and I, what I wondered when I read it was, why did it take them so long to figure out what this thing was? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, somebody sitting there realizing after six years of intense scientific study. Oh, this is a turd. <laughs> well, you know, I know you, you said this to me, but I didn't actually open it. So I had to ask you, is it fossilized? Is that the deal? I, I, well, it didn't, no, it didn't say it was fossilized. They had a picture of it, and it looked like ripe and ready. Uh, so, you know, it, it was, I think the, these uh, insect egg sacs that were all around it had somehow preserved it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's like to realize you just spent six years of your life or eight years, whatever it was, studying this interesting object from your archaeological dig, and it's like, oh man. And you, Mr. Conaway, preserve this show. Thank you so much. <laughs> that's, hey, yes, wanna, I wanna, somebody will discover this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> for, that's right. Well, yeah, it was like a four hundred year old. Ten thousand years. What are, what are those guys talking about? <laughs> And there's so much swearing. <laughs> Larry, thanks for joining us. Larry Newman. Thank you. Bill Bondsman always, extraordinaire. Always Bigfoot fun. Bigfoot Hunter extraordinaire. God, yep. What was it? I I I Larry, I got my I'm gonna have to call you. I had somebody who actually wanted to talk to you about a Bigfoot question. So I yeah, I got okay. that. I can't I gotta pull that out of my on my brain. I can't remember what it is, but somebody asked me about that. So 
I'm going to, I'm going to have it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much, Tim Conway. Thank you. You know, you guys don't know this. Tim didn't actually want to come in today. So I really appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. Oh no. So I didn't, I wanted to be on the show today, but yeah, I got a bunch of uh, tedious uh, work that I have to do. And so Conway for president. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Well, that that wasn't the tedious part. No, I have other stuff (laughs) uh, that I got to do. And, uh, Conaway for president is C-O-N-A-W-A-Y, the numeral four, P-R-E-Z dot com. And uh, I'm loading up uh, tomorrow. I'm going to load up a couple more things. And Saturday, I'm going to tape a couple more things about uh, issues and what I, you know, how I see working on them. Yeah, and if you want that link, we have that link now on your bio on your uh, Clonk News Contributors page. So okay. it's, it's links directly to that. So if you can't spell that or whatever, don't remember, you just go there. You go to uh, contributors at Conkton News, and uh, you'll see um, Conaway, and, yeah, the link is there. Great. So, Thank you. Yeah. And also, you're going to you, – you're gonna uh, when you do that stuff, send me, send me that stuff. We'll put links up in your blog. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm Jim Peters. I want to thank you guys, folks. Our, a shout-out to Hank Reardon. Hank is having – he's doing some uh, – Having some medical uh, stuff done this week, so uh, we hope he's doing okay. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. We really appreciate it. You check out our website at conk.news, C-O-N-K.news. We are the single best conservative news aggregator on the web, period. 73% of the people who come to our website return, and you'll see why when you come. So check that out. And uh, I'll, I have a guest book for Monday, but I'm not going to talk about it because I don't I know who he is. I can't remember his name. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll be back on Monday, and Hank and uh, Tim will be back on Wednesday. It's a perfect world. Thanks, Larry. We'll see you. Thank you. We'll, uh, thank you, Tim, and we'll see you. T- you t- folks, you take care. Thanks for listening.